So tonight we believe you're here. We believe you're in this chapel here at Mount Baker Bible Way Camp. We believe you're there in the assembly in Canada at Cloverdale Bible Way. We believe you're in the homes of brothers and sisters, men and women, alone or two or three or with their families. You see their hands lifted up. You see their hearts lifted up. You see our desires, Lord, and needs that we have tonight. Lord, I pray you breathe across the pathway of every heart. May angels visit this address tonight. May the presence of God and your nearness go out across the airwaves. Go up through the wires, through the connections, into the rooms. Into our lives, Lord Jesus. On this January the 17th, 2021, we cry out to you. More of you, more of you. Awaken us to the supernatural. Awaken our hearts to the supernatural. Let us see you, Lord. Let us behold you. As even tonight in your presence, we sense it, Lord, nearness. Come by here, our Lord. I pray the supernatural would break out throughout homes and lives, the chapel, the church, assembly, Lord, and needs across the oceans. Oh, Father, Sister Angela that called in Lynn, she has an unspoken request, sick in her bodies. I pray, God, the healing angel would pass by her way tonight. Lord, we do have a connection with you. And I pray, God, you would answer the prayers of your people. And thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, you've been standing for quite a while, but can we turn to the scripture? Is that okay? Amen. Luke chapter 1. And uh, we want to welcome you tonight, you that are connected out on the internet and you that are connected in the service. And we thank the Lord for in these times and certain times that we're in that the Lord Jesus has allowed us to be together like this. Luke uh, chapter 1 of uh, verse 56. Tonight we want to speak on awakened by the supernatural. This is uh, 2021 now. We've entered into January. And so um, we'd just like to take this as another service starting out the new year. Awakened by the supernatural. Now, I just want to give you notice. Tonight's the first service. We have the Zoom on the screen. And Brother John has already told me if it's too distracting, he's going to turn it off. So, amen. I'm glad that we have that opportunity. And we're glad to see one another. And to all those on the Zoom, would you just like to wave to the audience here at the camp? We have you visible. God bless you. And on the internet, thank you. That's wonderful. God bless you. So nice to see you tonight. And in this way, we saw Sister Sherry Kukon on Zoom this morning. And she's in the service tonight. So it's just wonderful that we can share like this in this way. So as we look tonight... Uh, to speak about awakened by the supernatural. I wanted to take some of the overcomers again out of Luke chapter 1. And um, just speak about the supernatural. Speak about angels. Speak about the presence of the Lord. Because whenever you speak about him, he comes around. And when, whenever you speak about the word for your day, angels like that. And they just seem to come by the way of the needy, a healing angel just seems to surround a believer that is not well, 
uh, a delivering angel is around a person that needs deliverance. You know, a person that needs encouragement. Then those angels, those ministering spirits are sent from the presence of God directly to your heart. So tonight, I just want your heart to be awakened. Let it be aroused. Let it be quickened. That uh, the supernatural is around your life. And the Lord wants to make that more aware. We're stepping into Luke chapter 1. Uh, verse 56. Now uh, Zechariah and Elizabeth have had their visitation. Elizabeth is now uh, six months uh, pregnant. And Mary has visited her. And we see in verse 56. Mary abode with her. Speaking of Elizabeth. About three months. And returned to her own house. Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered. And she brought forth a son. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how that the Lord had showed great mercy upon her. And they rejoiced with her. That on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child. And they called him Zacharias or Zachariah after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, not so, but he shall be called John. Speaking about John the Baptist here, he shall be called John. And they said unto her, there is none of thy kindred that is called by this name. And they made signs to his father. Remember Zachariah was dumb now. He was the high priest and an angel appeared to him. But because of his unbelief, he was stricken dumb. So for nine months, Zechariah, which was an elder in in the message, he was an elder, he was a minister. But because of his unbelief when the angel came by his way, and we know for now these nine months, they now they made signs to him, to Zechariah, how he would have him called. Verse 63. And he asked, and he wrote saying, his name is John. And they marveled all. Verse 64. And his mouth was open immediately. And his tongue loosed. And he spake. And praise God. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing what you can write on a little tablet of paper? When it's in season. When it's the Holy Ghost. When it's God through you. Just writing down your faith. His name shall be John. All of a sudden months and months of dumbness. uh, Of something happened in his life. But immediately his mouth was open and his tongue loosed and he spake and praised God. And fear came on all that dwelt round about them. And all these sayings were noised abroad throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all they that heard them laid them up in their hearts saying, What manner of child shall this be? And in my Bible there's an exclamation mark there. So the people that what manner of child this shall be. And the hand of the Lord was with him. And our verse 67 is our last verse. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied. Tonight I would like to speak on awakened by the supernatural. And we want to look in, look in Luke chapter 1 and just see how the believers were being affected in their season. 
in their time and now bring it up to 2021. May the Lord awaken the supernatural. Even in this building tonight. Even in your homes tonight. Even to those that are hearing this service. As we don't know the times that we're living in. When it would be one of our last times to gather. Let us lift up our hearts tonight and say Lord awaken us to the supernatural. God bless you. You can have your seats. Tonight let us not be spectators. But let us be participators. Can we say amen to that? Let's not just spectate and look and say, oh, it's another service. It's another time. I was crossing the border this week as we did for three days this week. And uh, I was just crossing into Canada. And again, I thought of last February and March when it was just much freer as it is tonight. And I remember our thoughts that, that, that day, that morning. I wonder how long this is going to be or one day it might not always be like this. And certainly we have come to a time, a time like this when just a little gathering like we have here at Mount Baker Bible Way Camp. To those that are streaming on the internet tonight, there's about 75 of us here in this chapel, the occupancy of this building. And uh, to those that are on the Zoom and able to connect in, we're just so thankful that we can fulfill the word to gather ourselves together so much more as we see the day approaching. Because the day is approaching. And the day is coming closer for the rapture. And my, we heard a tremendous service this morning to you that was able to hear that service. Uh, on the maturity of good and evil. And I thought, my, our, our, our spiritual stomachs are full, Brother Ellie. Our spiritual stomachs are full and our hearts are, are full of the Word of God. But I pray for those that are gathered and those that might be streaming that you just have a little bit of appetite more for the things of God. Do you have that tonight? May angels come and visit us tonight, even in this chapel. As we want to speak on awakened by the supernatural. It just seemed like through the Christmas season, I'll just pause again and say it's an anniversary of Brother Ryan and Sister Elena Hayes tonight. And we just want to uh, tell them and their family how much happy anniversary. Can we all say that out loud? Happy anniversary to those on the streaming audience. Uh, happy anniversary, Brother Ryan and Sister Elena, for your years of service. Throughout the Christmas season... As we came through December and all the weeks since, there's just been something on our hearts about the visitation of the angels and the supernatural that were surrounding that time of the year. And we just can't seem to get away with it. And that's why we come back to Luke chapter uh, 1, even for this evening, to just bring it into our hearts again that the supernatural all, always surrounds the believers. And as we spoke about this awakening of the supernatural in the seventh seal, Brother Branham said, may I just pass this to you. When the supernatural comes in, that's the mind of Christ. He said, you become so far away from your own thinking till in your own mind. He said, don't let me try to explain that because I can't. I, 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 I can't do it. There's nobody could do it. He's talking about the supernatural. And when it begins to, to move in a person's life, he says, when it comes in, that's the mind of Christ. 
And when we would ask if there would be starting out this new year, who would desire leadership or who would have need of a healing? I'm looking into some of the families or individuals that have need of healing, even to some that have not been made public yet for needs in the assembly. But there's been needs even in the last weeks in our own congregation of those that really need a touch from the Lord. And there's sometimes secret things and things that go on maybe privately as we'll get into Luke chapter 1. But even after all the years, God hears your prayers. God hears the prayers of the believers. And so as Brother Branham was talking about when the supernatural comes in, that's the mind of Christ. That's what believers are holding on to. And the supernatural is something that is divine. Something that's beyond just natural. It's extraordinary. That's why it's called super. Because it's supernatural. And when the supernatural comes in, that's the mind of Christ. And as we just take this thought of awakened by the supernatural, that that happens to all of us throughout our Christian lives as we are awakened or we're aroused. We're roused up. But as I look deeper into this word awaken, it also means to be developed, which ties right into this morning on maturity and to be matured, awakened by the supernatural. I, I pray our prayer tonight for, uh, even this season we're in and for the, for 2021. Lord, awaken us further to the supernatural around us. Now, as we go back here to look at our opening verses in Luke chapter 1, verse 57, you can see now that uh, Mary had visited Elizabeth. And tonight, I just want to speak about their relationship just a little bit more as we've touched on it in a previous message. But tonight, I just want to touch on it a little bit more. And, And as they came to the end of this chapter, you can see the fulfillment of what the angel Gabriel. Let's just go back to Luke chapter 1. Uh, you can see here in, in verse 5, if you have your Bible open, and I think the brothers are going to help us on the screen tonight a little bit in Luke chapter 1, verse 5. What, what an amazing uh, scripture that we have in front of us. Luke chapter 1, verse 5, there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zechariah. He was of the course of Abi and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. When I was looking this up, what Brother Branham spoke about, Zechariah and Elizabeth, let me just bring this to your heart. He said, that's where angels always appears, is in a righteous family. Somewhere where God can use something, something to work with. Now, tonight you might be one, you might be two. But he's speaking about Zechariah and Elizabeth and how they had their family. And we see in verse 7 that they had no child. Because Elizabeth was barren. And they both were now well stricken in years. Now this is an amazing scripture because Zechariah and Elizabeth were elders in the message. 
And we'll see that he was the high priest. And Elizabeth and, and Zechariah were righteous walking before the Lord. But they were barren. They had no children. And what an amazing thing as they were walking kind of like Abraham and Sarah. Sarah was barren. Hannah was barren. And we look in the scripture that God seems to reserve a barren womb to bring glory to his name. I want to bring that thought of barrenness though into your life or into your family or even to a church. Do you know that a a church can become barren? A family can become barren. And I'm not just talking about natural, but spiritually. They can come to a time that there's no life. There's no happiness. There's no joy. There's no birthdays of, of little siblings or little children. And you can imagine how this bore on the on the minds and the hearts of Elizabeth and Zachariah. They weren't unbelievers. They weren't, they weren't make-believers. But there was a family that angels could appear to. And I say, God, let us be a family. Let us be a church group of people. Let us be individuals that angels could come by our way. That ministering spirits could come by our way. Isn't that your desire tonight? Do we have the zoom up, Brother Jonathan? All right. Thank you, Lord. We see you on the screen. It's so wonderful to know we're, we're with our family. We're with our family where angels can appear, where God can use something. God's got something to work with. In verse 8, we see, and it came to pass that while Zechariah, he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, that his lot was to burn incense. When he was in the temple of the Lord, that the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. What a visitation. What a service. It might have just been an ordinary service where people were just waiting. People were worshiping and the incense was coming up. But it wasn't an ordinary service to God. That was the day he wanted to demonstrate the supernatural and awaken some hearts. Awaken some believers. Though they had been faithful. Though they had been righteous. But he wanted to awaken their lives to further supernatural. And all of a sudden there appears an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar. And when Zechariah saw it, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. Now notice, if, if you just look this up in history or what Brother Branham said, you would wonder maybe how old Zechariah and Elizabeth was. I, I have in one place here, Brother Branham said Elizabeth was old, about 70 years old. If you look up history, they many places say she was in her 50s or 60s. Brother Branham said in at least one place that she was about 70 years old. So we have now an elder a couple in the message. You can imagine Zechariah seeing an angel being trembling there. But the angel said unto him, fear not Zechariah, for thy prayer is heard and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear a son and thou shalt call his name John. My Friday morning I was just up early in my office 
And I was just in prayer about prayers that we have prayed in our lives or things that we have put before the Lord. And it seems like they haven't been answered. It seems like they haven't been answered the way that we would desire them to be answered. And in my own heart, I was just being challenged. And, you know, actually, I was ashamed because in the certain thing we were praying about it, it almost seems like it's gone in a negative way, like it's gone in a bad way. And it's just for years, for years years we've been in prayer about a certain thing was just in my heart I was praying about it and this very scripture just came back flooding into my heart brother Ryan that here the angel begins to speak unto Zechariah and says thy prayer is heard and that was such a confirmation as God hears every prayer Of every believer. You say is God going to answer the first time? Is God going to answer in the first week? Or the first month? Or brother Lucas you say is it going to be this year? Is it going to be this year? But it seemed like for Elizabeth. And um, and Zechariah. It was for many years. Many years. Many years. Can you imagine Elizabeth coming to the temple. To the synagogue. Sitting all alone. She didn't have a, a, a grandson. She didn't have a grand daughter. She didn't have even a a son or daughter. She never was in the nursery with her own. And every time Zechariah or the other priest would hold a little baby, there was just this little pang. There was just this little twinge in her her barren heart. But today was the day. Today was the day for that barrenness to start to be moved. God appears to her husband, Zechariah, standing there as an elder and says his name shall be John verse 14 and thou shall have joy and gladness and many shall rejoice at his birth he shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb now tonight I want to bring this into the service as the supernatural That surrounds the believers. That surrounds the body of Christ. Is there any other baby. That this was prophesied about. Is there any other child. That they that was prophesied. That they shall receive. The Holy Ghost. And have it though they would just be in a womb. I would say this was a very. Extraordinary. A prophecy. This was a very extraordinary prophet. Because we're going to find out later. He was to actually introduce. The Messiah. It goes on to speak here. This is the angel speaking about how in verse 16, you can look down uh, speaking about the children of Israel. Verse 17, how the spirit and power of Elias would be upon that and how the hearts of the fathers would be turned and, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And this is this angel speaking directly to the high priest. As just standing there on the right side. And Zechariah now has a question. Zechariah said unto the angel. Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man. And my wife is well stricken in years. You know. It's just a short question. It's just a, a, a burst. that It's a spontaneous something that came out of Zechariah, but it wasn't faith. It's not that Zechariah embraced the promise and heard the angel and said, I receive this and be it unto me, Lord. I, I receive this in my elder age, but 
There was a twinge of unbelief. There was a pang of just how is this going to be? I mean, he knew how old his wife was. He knew how they had struggled to have children. And now they're getting up in years and the end of his own ministration is ending. And he just asked the question, whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man. And my wife well stricken in years. I want to immediately bring that up till tonight. And how many of us would be challenged with that same twinge of unbelief? Say, how can this be? Or it's impossible. Or Lord, I don't see you working in our lives. My wife is barren and I'm old. I'm about the father's business. I'm serving the Lord. But how is this going to be? We're going to have a child. And verse 19 The angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel and stand in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb. Notice verse 20. This is now the word from the Lord coming. It's like a judgment. It's like a quick judgment against the unbelief. Thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak. Until the day that these things shall be performed. Because thou believest not my words. Which shall be fulfilled in their season. You know what friends? We have gone a long time in the season of the word of God. I would say as the wife and as the bride of Christ. We have heard a lot of messages over the years. It's been demonstrated. The mechanics has been demonstrated. The dynamics has been demonstrated. But even as I stood up here worshiping uh, with you before we came to the time of the word, I thought God help us tonight to bring an atmosphere so that our children, so that those that are coming in can have a real birth by the word and have a supernatural experience. I felt tonight to encourage you as brothers and as men in the assembly. It's time that we step up. It's time that we really take our responsibility more serious with our wives, with our children, and even in the congregation to show our faith, to show our believing that though it seems like the promise has lingered, though it seems like it's tarrying, let's not have a heart like Zechariah that disbelieved, that pushed it off, that how how is this going to be? After all of these years, God help our hearts tonight to stay tender, just stay soft as we're going to read about Mary in just a few minutes. God loved that tender heart of a teenager, just a teenage girl that when the same angel, the same angel Gabriel appeared to her, even though she had a question, she said, how is this going to be? But it wasn't with the same unbelief. She wasn't challenging the angel, but she was asking a question with a different motive. We could take some time to speak about verse 18. If the brothers would put that up on the screen for those that are at home or those that would be viewing how that Zechariah asked this question. Whereby shall I know this for I'm an old man? And my wife is well stricken in years. You know, Brother Bradham talked about Zechariah and said there were so many examples in the Old Testament. But he still doubted. He called Zechariah a calloused teacher or one that had taught the word. and But he would have become calloused 
to it being real for his own life. You know, sometimes it's easier to believe for someone else, but when it comes to our own lives, we fail. And I pray that 2021 would be a different year for all of us. That that would not be for us, but we would take a hold of the word of God and God make it more personal. Make it more personal. Brother Branham called him a callous teacher. And he said, Zechariah should have remembered about Sarah and Abraham that they were barren. He's talking about an elder, someone that was been in his 60s or 70s, should have remembered Sarah. He probably taught about Sarah. He probably spoke about Abraham and their barrenness and how God brought forth a son. He could have spoke about Hannah. Brother Branham brought this up, speaking about Zechariah, that he forgot about Hannah. He forgot about her barrenness and how she cried out and God gave her a son. That's the kind of faith that Zechariah should have been pulling on. There should have been that immediate inspiration and pulsation to say Lord, I don't know how this is going to be. I don't know when it's going to be but I believe you're going to do it in Elizabeth and my life. You know, as we were preparing for the service tonight this quote that many of the brothers have used over the years out of works as faith expressed. It just came into my heart. I wrote it down Brother Branham said, I want to tell you something now. He said, work on that pulsation. Work on that pulsation. That spur of the moment like Joshua did. Like Mary Magdalene and all those. Just that moment when something is revealed to you. He said, just grab it. Hold to it. That spur of the moment. God help us to be that way this year. Just that pulsation. Just that something that is throbbing, that that spur of the moment. He said, like, uh, work on that, work on that pulsation, the spur of the moment, like Joshua did, like Mary Magdalene and all those. Just that moment when something is revealed to you, grab it, hold to it, that spur of the moment. God, help us to be that way. God coming by our way, sending an angel, just kind of nudging you a little bit and saying, you know, here I am to confirm my word. Here I am to speak to you in a way. Just receive that. We see in verse 20, Luke 1, verse 20, that the angel said, thou shall be dumb and not be able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed. Because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. And the people waited for Zechariah. Can you imagine hundreds of people outside the temple waiting, marveling that he tarried so long in the temple. And when he came out, he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple. For he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. Now he's coming out in, in his course, in his ministration. Could you imagine a minister not speaking for nine months? Could you imagine being a mother and not speaking for nine months? Can you imagine being a, a, a person that, you know, you say you go to work, you got to go to the store and having to motion and having to be speechless for nine months. Here it is now. Something's been proclaimed because of unbelief. There was a pronouncement. You're going to be dumb until this happens. He was speechless and it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. 
And after those days, his wife, Elizabeth, conceived. What a miracle. What a supernatural. Here it's happening right around them. Here the supernatural is happening in the services. Then he goes back home and it happens in their house privately. Now what happens privately is going to become publicly. And tonight I'm just preaching this message. I'm laboring with you. God, awaken us to the supernatural that's happening all around us. Here here we have a word from the Lord and we have unbelief. But God is going to confirm his word regardless of Zechariah's unbelief. Regardless of him not believing right away. God is going to bring it to pass regardless. We see now in verse 24, Elizabeth conceiving and hiding herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. Here we step into this story again. And the next verse is usually where we hear at around the Christmas time about Mary. Because it was in the sixth month. Uh, uh, that the a- angel Gabriel, that was when now Elizabeth has been bearing this child for five months. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary and the angel came in unto her and said hail thou that art highly favored the Lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and and he begins to give her a message the same angel Gabriel is now appearing to a teenager someone that was younger someone that was a virgin someone had never knew a, a man even though she was engaged to Joseph they had never been together as husband and wife and you say verse 34 is where I'd like you to see the question that Mary asked Mary said unto the angel how shall this be seeing I know not a man here's a young heart here's a tender heart here's someone with a question I'm just young I'm just a virgin how is this going to be? And I want you to notice the same angel didn't say, oh, here we go again. We dealt with it with Zechariah. Here we go. He didn't rebuke Mary. He didn't brush her aside. He, he definitely didn't say you're going to be dumb for the next nine months. But there was a different attitude. There was a different approach about it. And the reason of that is, is because Zechariah, his question was full of unbelief. Whereas Mary was wondering, how is this going to be? Lord, what are you going to do? Here we are in a season. Let me bring it up to today, 2021. Lord, how is this going to work out? What are you doing in our lives? What are you doing in our families? It's not a question of unbelief, but it's you as a believer, just aligning yourself up with the Holy Spirit saying, Lord, I want to be in the right channel. I want to be more aware. I want to be more sensitive. That's the heart of Mary. Are we together tonight? Brother Branham said, watch that little virgin. Watch that little 18 year old, 18 years old. He said, watch that little virgin. When God looked at Mary's faith, she never questioned. This is what Brother Branham said. She never questioned. So God didn't attribute that as an unbelief of a question. And I believe tonight for many of us that there's questions. They're starting out the new year. Maybe with uh, Satan would want to put on us anxieties or fears. Even this very week as we find out on Wednesday the 20th. 
uh, as time goes on, there's just, there'll be changes of administration and things that are happening in the political realm or happening in the natural realm. But that's not what the bride is being attracted to tonight. We're being awakened to the supernatural. We have desires for the word of God. So no matter what the politics are, no matter who's king or who's queen or who's president or prime minister, the bride is holding to a promise. We shall be changed. Brother Branham again is speaking about angels and how when Mary heard from Gabriel, how she was, she had her mind on the word of God. She had her mind. What she was thinking about was the word of God. And he said, it's usually why you're thinking on these things. He said, the reason we don't see more of this, we've got our minds on too many other things. And I say, God, as we're starting out 2021, awaken our hearts to the reality of the word of God. So that from the service on Saturday, that's their Sabbath was on Saturday. And so the day after and the day after Joseph and Mary were fellowshipping about what had been spoken in the service, what had been spoken by the priest and how shall these things be? And how is this going to be uh, that a virgin shall conceive? And how is so that when an angel come and said you are the one you're the womb you're the special vessel that Mary was already prepared to say Lord be it unto me according to thy word and what you might think tonight is just an ordinary service on a Sunday night the Holy Ghost is preparing the believers he's awakening you be ready for the visitation of these angels When I heard that these last weeks, I've just been thinking about it, Brother Jeff. I've been thinking about our families and as individuals and even us as believers. When Brother Branham said, it's usually while you're thinking about these things. When you're thinking about the word for your day. When you've got your mind on the things that are real. And the reason we don't see more of this, he said... We've got our minds unto many other things. I wonder tonight if we can consciously turn our thoughts and our minds to the things of God. Because as we speak about being awakened now in 2021, there are things that the believer this year is not going to bring you satisfaction. There are things in the world that's not going to bring you rest. And I think what's on many people's minds in the world is politics. It's, it can be such a distraction. It can be such a daily distraction of what's happening here and what's happening in this party or who's going to give an announcement this week or what guidelines are going to be enforced this week or what are they coming down with. We can constantly have that on our minds. We can constantly be thinking about that so that the things of God become something way off on the sidelines. And the Holy Spirit is trying to bring it from the sidelines to where it's the main thing. It's not bad people. I'm not speaking about unbelievers. 
I'm not speaking about make, make believers. I'm speaking about a Zechariah and Elizabeth that are righteous. That your families are looking to the Lord. Do you understand tonight? I'm not speaking to anybody derogatory or, or I'm not demeaning anyone here. I'm just challenging all of us, myself included. Lord, let our minds be on the supernatural. Let us be meditating on us. And, and whether it's local politics or global politics, let us let our affection and let our hearts and emotions be set on the things of God. There's things so much of the world is caught up with economics. Whether it's good things or whether it's bad times of economics, their health. It seems like so many people. Uh, are we still up on the screen, Brother Jonathan, where we can see our brothers and sisters? It, it, it even affects fellowships amongst brothers. It affects people around their table at night. As it, we can start talking about economics or our health or, you know, do you wear a mask? Do I wear a mask? You know, do we have somebody over? Do we not have someone over? And we can get so health conscious and just talking about the health and the health that we forget that there's a supernatural. The, the great physician is standing very near. He's very near. How many remember the time Brother Branham prayed for the, for the ladies? Uh, was it in the prayer line or was it in the service? I can't remember what need was in their bodies, but they had uh, needs in their bodies. And, you know, they weren't healed instantly and immediately, but it took some days and days later. And they lived out in the country somewhere. And the men that lived near them heard them shouting and praising and heard some noise. And they thought, oh, my, surely someone's passed away. Someone's died. And, oh, we got to get the cart ready and get the horse ready. And going to go up there expecting to get a cactus, you know, a cactus, cactus, <laughs> casket, <laughs> cart. Yes. And here they go. And, and they go up to the neighbor's house. And what was it? They had been healed. The very thing they had prayed for and been prayed for. Finally, there came a season. There came a time. There came an hour. And Brother Branham said, what was it? The healing angel was passing through the neighborhood. Hallelujah. Uh, Friends, I pray the healing angel would pass through the neighborhood tonight. Healing for our bodies. Healing for our spirits. Healing for our situation. Healing for a marriage. Healing for a, a, a relationship that might have went maybe sideways and there's hard feelings and, and there's skepticalness. God, bring a healing. Bring a deliverance. Put a bomb. Put some oil there, Lord. Pass by this way, Lord. And put even into the Zoom, into Sister Natuzzi there, uh, into Sister Rhea and Sister Esther that have been so faithful. Service after service. Lord, pass by the, the, the sh- sh- Charmin house tonight and visit Sister Bev Charmin. Could you just wave your hand, Sister Bev? Just wave your hand, Sister Bev and Brother John. They need that healing angel to pass by their house tonight. Could it be, could it be, could it be that the supernatural is all around us? It's just God all around us. Could it be that the love of God is trying to reach one of our children? Could it be that the grace of God is trying to go down to the address? Could it be that God's mercy is trying to be new? You say, well, that was the morning. But in this afternoon, their heart's still hard. Their heart's still calloused. 
It was like it's Sunday afternoon and my heart is still hard. But the mercy angel wants to go by their way and just soften them. Just bring, a, just bring an angel. Bring somebody by them with the softest hands that can just deliver them of their weariness. Do y'all have time for that tonight? Uh, I tell you what, driving up here from, from Bellingham or through Sumas, however you came, there's a lot of cars coming down Mount Baker today, and they're coming off the mountain, and they're, they've been on a mountain of snow and skiing and, you know, snowboarding and sledding. I mean, they're happy. Some of the believers were up there just a few days ago, and there were so many cars surrounding, you know, Picture Lake and on down. They were just surrounding and couldn't hardly get by. There's one right after the other, after the other. They wanted pleasure. They wanted to get away. Well, it was a beautiful day today. But I wonder spiritually, where are the believers that would say, Lord, if there would be a mercy angel, if there would be a peace angel, if there would be a a cancer healing angel, go by that way. Would somebody have the faith to pull them inside? Is there somebody here? That could pull that spirit inside. Somebody struggling with being lonely. Somebody struggling with being fearful. And they need to bring it into this atmosphere. Move it out there. So that our sister Eleanor Drake. Will just believe that there's an angel. Sitting right there beside her. Blue chair there. Over across the border. But because somebody in this room. Had enough faith to pull that angel. Pull that companion. Pull that husband. Pull that brother in here. And. and minister to her in a special way or if we become so selfish have we become so selfish and narcissists in our little realms that, uh, that we don't believe like that no more we don't believe no friends I pray that we would be awakened we would be aroused to more of the supernatural that it's all around us Verse 34, I trust that happens for each one of you. That there be an answer to your question this year. Verse 35 is really the answer. This was part of this burden for this service. That as we spoke about Luke chapter 1, that more of this supernatural would just surround the believers. And the angel, maybe the brothers could put this on the screen. And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. I wonder tonight, rather than have an empty stare or just a barren heart, that there could be something in the believer. Just just anxiously, uh, not with a, a nervousness, but with a believing heart. With a believing heart, with something that is looking forward. I'm believing, Lord, that this is my time. This is my hour. This is the season. It's already been prophesied by an angel. It, we've already been visited by an angel. The mighty angel has come down in our generation through an earthly messenger, giving us a message. Sometimes we wonder what it's going to take, Brother Matt, to arouse this generation. To recognize the same Holy Spirit that was in the prophet's meetings, that was in the Bible, is present in this room right now. The same Holy Ghost, the same pillar of fire... 
I remember one service, I think it was in the tabernacle, Brother Branham said, if God would open our eyes to see the angels that line these walls. I, I was reading yesterday, quote after quote after quote of angels, and, and Brother Branham talked about the angels, that they would just line these aisles, line these aisles, they would just nudge those. Oh my, can you imagine sensing that something in your heart just burning, just burning, just that encouragement. You didn't come in like that. Maybe you came in discouraged. Maybe you come in defeated. Maybe you come in with a question and the Holy Spirit, you're saying, how is this going to happen? How is this going to be? I'm looking for leadership. I'm looking for guidance. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit puts his finger right there and says, this is your time. I am present. I am with you. I am going to answer your prayers. That happened to me on Friday morning. Here I am praying. My, my heart, Sister Lisa, my heart and my mind's already about a family, about a situation, about a certain thing. We've prayed for years, specifically, with names, weekly. Weekly we have prayed about it. And I felt defeated. I felt ashamed. When after all of this time, we haven't seen the positive turn or the positive. In fact, it's got worse. And I thought, Lord, uh, it was my lack of faith or it's my lack of believing. God help my lack of believing. God help my slackfulness. God help me. If we say, oh, I'm praying for your brother. I'm praying for your sister. Then when as the years go by, we see something going negative, going negative. Don't have a heart like Zechariah that when God says, this is the time, this is the hour that we have so much unbelief. It's like caked and caked and caked with all this unbelief. Let the Holy Spirit just burst that beaver dam and say, away with all of this cake, cake, cake. (laughs) Amen. And just burst that beaver dam and let the waters flow through. Sometimes we wonder where the minister's coming from. Well, I'm working on that pulsation. I'm working, as Brother Branham said, work on that spur of the moment. Work on that moment when something is revealed to you. He said, grab it. Grab it. Oh, how many would desire the Holy Ghost to overshadow you? Oh, about half this audience. What about the Zoom? Oh, it's more now. Who would say, God, be it unto me, Lord. Turn my heart from unbelief into a believing heart that will, will not be on the sidelines, but to be brought right in. Awaken, arouse me, Lord. Shake me, Lord. In verse 36, Luke 1, 36, we're, we're not going to go to another scripture, another chapter of the Bible tonight. I just felt to stay right here. Behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who is called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. In other words, whatever you say, whatever the angel says, be it unto me. Exactly that way. And the angel departed. I want you to notice verse 39. Mary arising up and going down into that country. And entered into the house of Zechariah. Verse 40. And saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary. And friends. 
When the Bible says it was a salutation, it's, it's more than just I salute you. Hello there. How are you doing, Elizabeth? How are you doing, Mary? It's more than that. You can read in the next few verses. There was some fellowship. There was some dialogue. There was some back and forth. They had a relationship. And we could take a whole service on this. But that relationship, that bond that should be from the older generation to the younger generation. They had fellowship. They, they were excited. Brother Branham in more than one place talks about it. They ran and, and, and Elizabeth looked out the little uh, window there and she said, oh, that's my cousin Elizabeth. And she's been holding herself up now for these five months. And she puts on her robe as it was and ran out. And they hugged one another. And they embraced one another. They begin to encourage one another. An angel appeared to me and Mary. She's so excited. A teenager giving testimony to God. And this is what it was, Brother David. Even on Friday when we were speaking with the senior young people at BCA. I thought God and and have Brother Jack Ray come up afterwards and say, My Brother John, there's more in our in our devotion here. There's more here that we had in a meeting than we're allowed to get together at church. And I thought, there's a young man that's already catching that God is doing something. God is speaking, challenging our young people that they can rise up and hear the word of God. It's personal to them. I pray even that the younger ones would even excel us and go past us and their faith would excel and go beyond our faith. Sometimes, excuse me for a moment, as you get older, we can get lazy. We can get slothful. We can get in a rut. And sometimes our children or somebody that's younger can actually catch the revelation, see what God is doing quicker than we can. That's why we need to train our children that it's not video games. It's not education. It's not money. It's not the things of the world. It's the word of God. It's great to be a believer. God help us if we've made the message and diluted down even our worship services to become dull and dry and dead. And I pray the Holy Ghost would arouse us and awaken us with joy and with power. Forgive me for raising my voice just a little bit. I'm just looking at our time and recognizing we just have a few more moments. You can see in Luke chapter 1, verse 40. Thank you, brothers, for helping us. She saluted Elizabeth in verse 41. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary... The babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Is that what your Bible says? This is the awakening that happens around the believers. When God begins to move those that are connected. It's not just that they were cousins. It's why God chose Elizabeth and Mary. It's because they had believing hearts. God help us tonight. You might be the only one serving God. You might be a sister Ashley back there that's serving God. The only believer out of her whole family. But I pray we be real strong. Men and women and stand. Whether we've got two or three or five in our family that are believers. we God help us to stand and be awakened tonight. I think some of you will remember what Brother Branham said about Mary. And that was is that her mother had died. Mary's mother had died and her father was raising her. 
So now life isn't always easy. She didn't get caught up in worldly drama and fake news. Joseph and Mary wasn't all caught up in the Camelites versus the, the donkeyites and what they were playing over the weekend. They weren't caught up in, in the sports and the fashion and the music and the movies of Bethlehem. They were caught up in the Messiah is being born. You say, well, who is going to believe this? Who's going to believe the message? Why it had to be shepherds was is because everyone in, in the big city that should have known about the Messiah would have rejected the Messiah. Why it had to be shepherds, angels appearing, saying glory to God in the highest. Because angels appear to those that believe the word of God. Brother Tim Dodd asked a question this morning. And I mentioned to him this afternoon, we wrote eight pages of notes from his service. But just toward the end of the service, Brother Tim uh, felt at liberty to ask a question about maturity. Are you mature? Am I mature? He was asking the congregation after speaking to us on the maturity of good and evil. Are you mature? Am I mature? We have a right to encourage one another and say, what would you have done if you would have been Mary? What would you have done if you would have been Zachariah? And so often we we put ourselves back in the scripture because we know what the scripture says. We say, oh, I would have believed if I would have been Zechariah. I would have I would have thought about Abraham and Sarah. I would have thought about Hannah. But friends, what you see today happening amongst people is exactly what they would have done back then. And I pray God help us to be like Mary's. As Brother Branham said, God, give us more Mary's that when the word comes to them. Though they might question it, it's not with a doubt. But it's like, Lord, how is this going to be? Reveal it to me. I want to know what is the footsteps. What is the next step? I'm not challenging you. I'm not challenging you. I'm just asking, Lord, reveal to me how this is to be in my life. Do you understand tonight? Verse 41. After all of these months was the time the baby leaping. In the womb. Someone that had been given a promise. Someone that had been given life. Someone that had been given joy and gladness after all of these years. But it's just laying there. Laying there. But all of a sudden, at the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus. Something begins to happen in an old barren church, a barren family. All of a sudden, the husband gets anointed. The wife gets anointed. The children start sensing something's different. They're singing in the morning. They're, they're making things right. It's not just the television playing. It's not just the NFL or the NBA. But they're talking about the things of God. And the atmosphere begins to change. Lord, may that happen this year for us. May it happen for us. As we come toward the end of the service tonight. Unawakened. By the supernatural. Say where do you get all this from brother John? Well brother Branham. And how can I overcome? 1963 said. In John the Baptist's time. There was found six. That had overcome. He said of all the ages they've had overcomers. And in John's time, they had six, Joseph and Mary, Zechariah and Elizabeth, and Simeon and Anna. 
Did y'all catch that? In the times of John the Baptist, there were six overcomers. Joseph and Mary. Zachariah and Elizabeth. Simeon and Anna. And Brother Branham, and how can I overcome? Said, did you notice that? A man and a woman. A man and a woman. A man and a woman. A type of the church and Christ. The church and Christ. The church and Christ. The, the, you have become not, you're no longer church. You're the bride of Jesus Christ. Placed into your womb has been a seed, has been a word. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. It's the word that's been put into your womb. Brother Branham said before a miracle can take place, the Holy Ghost has to come. Before a miracle can take place, the Holy Ghost has to come. And it was while I was looking to the Lord in these last weeks, Brother Branham talked about an old minister. He said, what's the matter? He's talking about the angel of the Lord performing his word. And he said, he'll bring his word to pass regardless. He said, when the season comes and the harvesters are right, God is going to send his word and perform these things. Uh, When I hear those things, I say, Lord, be it unto us according to thy word. Brother Branham was speaking this in Cleveland, Ohio. He's talking about the revival. He's talking about the revival that was sweeping the nation. He said, if the holiness people don't want it, he'll raise up something out, something else. Out of these stones, he'll rise children to Abraham. Brother Branham was looking at denominations and looking at Pentecost, what it had produced. And he, be, he began to think about the old minister. And I don't know Brother Ryan or Brother Derek this song. But Brother Branham said uh, an old minister used to sing a song. He said we've let down the bars. We've compromised with sin. We've let down the bars. The sheep got out. How did the goats get in? And he said you let down the bars. <laughs> Brother Branham is bringing reference to the season and to the condition of the church and to their barrenness and to their lack of revival. And he's bringing up what an old minister used to sing. We let down the bars. We compromise with sin. We let down the bars. So the sheep start jumping out. The sheep start jumping out. The sheep start jumping out. And he said, how did the goats get in? You say, well, how did the goat spirit get in? How did this spirit get in? How did that come in the church? How did that come in the family? And Brother Branham said, you let down the bars. You let down on the word. He said, we're getting stiff and starchy and afraid to come back to the old-fashioned revival, to the old salvation that makes you clean up and fix up and make right and come back to God. I say, Lord, let's not let down the bars. Let's lift up the standard. Say, how, how are the, why are the, why are the sheep getting out? Where are the sheep going? We let down the bars. We've let the atmosphere. We've let the, we've let the whole believing. We've let our attitudes lower the standard, lower the bars. You say, well, how did the goats get in? How did that spirit come in? How did that unbelief come in? Why is there sin here? We let down the bars. This is Brother Branham talking about people getting stiff and starchy. It's something about he was remembering. This is even after the seals. If you want to look that up, that song, the old minister singing, they let down the bars. 
But he's talking about even the ministry and the churches and the people. Things that they criticized before. Now they've allowed it to come right in the church. They brought the world into the church. And an old minister used to sing, we let down the bars. We compromise with sin. We let down the bars. The sheep got out. How did the goats get in? He said, you let down the bars. You got away from the word. When Eve let down the bars to intellectual reasonings of Satan, death came in. And the bars that God had barred her in was his word of promise. And we've substituted something else instead of the word. I say, God... Forgive us of that, Lord. It's not time to let down the bars. It's time to lift up the word. Lift up the bars. Oh, Holy Spirit, fall on us, Lord. Awaken us. Arouse us. Keep us, Lord. She cried out with a loud voice. Verse 52, as we come down to the close of this service. Watch Elizabeth speaking now to the younger generation. Oh, blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Now, there wasn't animosity. There wasn't like, I'm older than you. There wasn't a condescending down. No, no. Elizabeth was older. And and Mary was a teenager. But they had relationship. There was a camaraderie. There was a believing. Oh, my Mary. An angel appeared to you. That is incredible. It wasn't none of this kind of a thing. But, oh, Mary, let me tell you what God's doing. in, in And Zechariah in my life also for all of these months thank you for coming and visiting me I've been stuck in this house for five months now going on six and there was no life in me, it seemed like no joy, but as soon as you walked through that door, started talking about what God has been doing in your life all of a sudden life began to move in my womb God help us to have friends like that this year That we can share about the things of God. And there's life. There's energy. There's barrenness being turned to joy. And happiness. And now all of these things. And now I wanted to end tonight on this very part now. In verse 57. When Elizabeth came to full time. And she brought forth a son. And all the neighbors and cousins. They were just. They were so happy and rejoicing with them. Praise be to God. God has confirmed it. And they came in verse 59 to the eighth day. They're going to circumcise a little baby John. And they called Zechariah. And they were going to call him Zechariah after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, not so, but he shall be called John. And they said unto her, there is none of thy kindred that is named by this name. And they made signs to his father how he would have him called. Now remember tonight for nine months. Zachariah had been dumb. He had been not able to talk and sing a song or preach the word. He just like, they were, you know, just writing things down and kind of over in the corner. Here he was, a believer, a righteous man, but just dumb. But all of a sudden, somebody handed him a tablet. Somebody handed him a little writing table right in a season, right in a certain moment. And he grabbed a hold of that and said, his name is John. In verse 64, and his mouth was opened immediately. Let's all say immediately. 
His mouth was open immediately and his tongue loose and he spake and praised God. I pray this would be the year for some that have been laying in a stupor, in a dumbness, no praise, no glory, no testimony. You say, how is this going to be? Man, I was so embarrassed. I was so ashamed. Nine months. I can't even, I can't even bring, I'm just always giving signs and things. But now just take a tablet of paper. That's why the ministers sometimes say, take a tablet of paper. We encourage the young people, put it by your nightstand. Put it in your house. Write down the things that God has made real to you. And when Zechariah wrote his name, shall be John. All of a sudden, an awakening, a power, the supernatural began to strike Zechariah and his tongue was loosed. Hallelujah. Wouldn't that be wonderful this week if things begin to change in your homes and messages begin to be played and it wasn't a drudgery, it wasn't duty, but it was now love begin to flow out of you. The same person, the same person, but now it's life, now it's power, now it's the energy, now it's the Holy Ghost, because now is the season. Let's stand to our feet. Verse 67 is our last verse tonight. And if the brother would put this on the screen, we have John being filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. We have Elizabeth being filled with the Holy Ghost when Mary begins to speak. We have Mary asking the question, how is this going to be that the angel says the Holy Ghost shall come upon you? Say, what made these believers overcomers? Joseph and Mary, Zechariah and Elizabeth, Simeon and Anna. It was because they were believers that were walking in the Holy Ghost. And we find when God begins to awaken and arouse and things begin to happen, things begin to move. And his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Ghost and began to prophesy. The Holy Ghost began to fall. The Holy Ghost began to move on elders, begin to fall on teenagers, begin to fall on those who had set their heart right toward the Lord. And I wonder if we bow our heads tonight, if there would be some here in this building or some on Zoom, some out over the internet that would say, oh God, awaken me to the supernatural. Awaken my life, Lord, to what the Holy Ghost has already spoken. It's already been prophesied. It's already been put out there now for the airwaves. It's already been put out there in the days of the voice. It's already been prophesied for our day that there would be a church without spot, without wrinkle. I wonder if that word has landed into a good womb. I wonder after all these years, even after hearing this morning and it challenged us, what have we become after all these years? What is the message produced in our lives after all of these years of believing? I say, God, let your Holy Spirit continue to awaken us, arouse us, heal us, deliver us. Is there anybody with heads bowed would like to just lift your hand up? You on the Zoom. God sees you there. God sees you there. God sees you here in the chapel. Up into the sanctuary there in Cloverdale. I wonder if there would be somebody 
Would you say, Lord, here I am, somebody out in the home, in your living room. Don't be ashamed of your husband or your wife or your sibling. This is our time. This is our season to make a stand and say, God, awaken me. Awaken our lives. Awaken my family. I say, God, awaken us on the U.S. side of the border. I pray the Holy Ghost would sweep across this whole land here of Whatcom County. I pray that he would even go up through Cloverdale as he did this morning. That power of God would sweep through even where the sound brothers and the streaming brothers and where the, the instruments are beginning to play, I believe. And brothers and sisters that have supported us for years, that they also would receive a blessing. As they grab the guitar, move out across the piano, our brother Benjamin or sister Joanne begins to take their place. I pray, even in the hospital room tonight, that there would come a healing angel. Come by and give oxygen to some of our family members. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Don't pass us by here. Mount Baker Bible Way camp this highway that runs out in front that all of these 75 believers or so 80 believers are going to get out on in a few minutes and drive toward their destinations oh god this is our destination this is what we came for awaken us lord you see sister natusi there you see brother roy and sister judy we see sister Tracy, oh God, help our faith tonight not to be limited to what we see and what we feel, what we, our emotional realm. Oh, we're going to see this week a lot of transition and things going on. People upset. Some people are angry. Some people are happy, but all of those things are momentary. It's passing. It's something of the world. And we've been called to another government. We've been called to another kingdom. We've been called from another country and we 100% agree with the Holy Spirit. Brother Bradham said Mary didn't wait. She didn't care about critics. She didn't care what anybody said. She had met an angel. Oh God, is that why we get stiff and starchy? Is that why we get callous? Is that why we can come to services and hear messages and then be so carnal? Oh Jesus. Oh, let us care more about what the Holy Spirit would want to do. About what thus saith the Lord is. What the supernatural is. That is the mind of Christ moving, breathing. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Let's just have a little moment of prayer right here. Before we let the internet go. Before the Zoom connection is lost and they leave. What what, can we just pray together right now can we join our hearts and just begin to pray for one another begin to pray for those needs that would be in your life oh Jesus open our mouths Lord don't let us be like Zechariah that was dumb for nine months Lord don't let us be unbelieving don't let us get calloused in our hearts Lord oh Jesus we lift our hearts we lift our hands Lord Jesus Reading in the scripture tonight, reading out of the Bible, reading about things that are eternal, about overcomers. 
We've spoken about overcomers. This whole evening, we've been spoken, speaking about their lives. We were a little bit laborious to read and the verse by verse. Oh God, we can become so educated about swiping and punching and clicking and this and changing. And oh God, don't we even realize that you know, you know all things, you know our address, you know our location. You follow us, Lord. Oh Jesus, we lift our hands tonight. Some in surrender, some with a little antenna like lord i believe i believe all things are possible would you speak to that one would you deal with that heart lord jesus oh god don't let us turn our lights on and just barrel down the highway going home tired going down the road they've had their pleasure they've had their time give us more of jesus give us a greater quickening lord Let the joy of our salvation be more visible. Let the power of these experiences be real among us, Jesus. Maybe tonight we've just cast a little bread upon the water. But I pray these angels would feel very comfortable to come by this way of these believers. They they would encamp around these righteous ones. That angels would come to an inviting atmosphere. Hearts that are open. Hearts that are shameless. Hearts that are willing. Hearts that are saying, oh God, be it unto me, God. People that are godly. People that are honest. People that are setting God first in their lives. That ministering spirits could come by their way. God, make us more sensitive. That we entertain angels unawares and the more we talk about them they feel more welcome to come around oh Jesus don't be our co-pilot be our pilot be the captain of our ship be the captain of this plane be the captain Lord be the leader be the shepherd of the flock Oh God, we have not sought to be spectators tonight on this Sunday night, but we've come to be participators. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. Breathe on us, Lord. Breathe on us, Lord. Oh God, why are you lingering, Brother John? Why are you not going and moving on? It's because the world would want to put certain restrictions and guidelines on us. But we're just waiting now. This is part of the word. This is part of the service. This is part of us now being open with one another. Oh friends, don't take these moments for granted. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Lord. We welcome you, Jesus. We welcome you, Lord. If you can do that for Brother Zachariah by taking a little tablet of paper, a little chalkboard, whatever it was, and he wrote out something that was in season. God loosed his tongue. God loosed his life. God loosed him. Oh, Jesus, I'll leave this last quote with the believers. (laughs) Brother Branham says, when John was yet in his youth, 
remembered John's parents were both old and well stricken, Zachariah and Elizabeth. I wonder if some of you have even thought about this. Brother Branham said when John was yet in his youth, his father and mother died. It must have been kind of heartbreaking to the old couple. Knowing that they was going to have to die and leave this boy. Before they seen the son of theirs come into his full anointing. To be the forerunner of the coming Messiah. Zachariah was old. Elizabeth was old. And Brother Branham brings this revelation. John was in his youth when his father and mother died. And it must have been kind of heartbreaking to the old couple knowing that they was going to have to die and leave this boy before they seen the son of theirs come to his full anointing. I wonder tonight, God knew he was going to take his prophet away. God knew that we would be here at 2021. He knew that we would be in another season. But it hasn't changed the word. It hasn't changed the promise. It hasn't changed. John was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. Lord, lead us on, God. Guide us on. Bless those that are on the internet. As they logged into the website, Lord, some streaming the service. We pray a blessing on them tonight as they go, as they separate, as they go back to their homes and back to their jobs, back to their future. We pray for healing. We pray for strength. We pray for guidance. We pray for companionship. We pray for a blessing. Blessed is she. Blessed is the bride. Blessed are you, Mary. Blessed are you, congregation. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, may you feel that cool breeze through your address, Sister Francine. Sister Sharon standing there. God bless you, brother and sister DeCurdy. God has seen you. God has seen you teenagers. God has seen you young ladies, young girls, young boys, young men in the prime of your life. God has seen you. God sees your testimony. God's here to make you strong. God bless you, Brother Jack, that said that on Friday. He's a young man that was leading songs now and he just walked by us just as he was going to his class. He said, Brother John, do you know, do you recognize there's more in this chapel service than is even when we're able to have service? Brother Kim and I immediately, we acknowledged when he walked out of the room, that's a spiritual young man. He's catching the season and the time that we're living in. And I pray, Brother Jack, you would be like Mary and far exceed, excel, pass us. Go beyond our faith. Go beyond even our stand for the word. May the new generation be inoculated. May they be filled, Brother Abraham Wong and Sister Charity. May your faithfulness, may your stand for the word, may God fill your lives. May God bless your children.